Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. What a week I had last week in South Lake Tahoe. I was so fortunate to be included in the American Century Championship once again, working alongside Dan Hicks in the 18th Tower. It's a great team. It's a great production, and quite honestly, we were lucky to get it in, thanks to the Hard work behind the scenes of the title sponsor, American Century, and their CEO president, Jonathan Thomas, and to John Miller and Gary Quinn of NBC. Now, there were no fans out there, and they had 71 or maybe 72 athletes and celebrities on hand, and there was no prize money. These celebrities gave all the prize money to charity, which was which was incredible and says a lot about their commitment to the tournament. It is a great event, easily the crown jewel of celebrity golf, where all these athletes and actors and celebrities and comedians get together once a year in one of the most beautiful places you'll ever see, South Lake Tahoe, playing a wonderful golf course, Edgewood Tahoe, which was in the most incredible shape I've ever seen, easily the best. I don't know if it's because of the lockdown for the coronavirus or what. Maybe they had reduced play, but it was incredible. I had a chance to play there Thursday morning, early in the morning with Dan Hicks and Jimmy Roberts of NBC. And we were joined in a fivesome by Brian Baumgartner. We all know him as Kevin from The Office, who's a great guy and a pretty good player, as well as Brett Baer from Fox News. And we all commented how great the golf course was The greens are traditionally difficult to putt because they have so much slope, but they were in perfect shape this year, and I think that added to the difficulty. They were fast, slopey, and there's a lot of three putts every year. It was tough to see Tony Romo have to withdraw the third round. Before the second round started, he broke his driver on the range. The club had literally exploded on the range, and he kind of tweaked his wrist. And he could feel it all day. And then he hit a shot on 14, maybe got a little steep or got too thick coming down and tweaked it even more. Called for some tape, tried to go on, just couldn't do it. So tough luck for Tony Romo, but he's got some tournaments to play coming up. I think he's got a Corn Ferry tournament and maybe a couple of PGA Tour events, I'm not sure. So he withdrew, he did the right thing, just rest it. Anybody that's been hurt playing golf knows exactly what Tony's going through. The best thing to do is stop playing and just rest. Well, that opened the door for Marty Fish, the former tennis player, silver silver medalist from the Olympics, who I've always said Marty Fish needs to win this tournament because he's got a, a tour-looking swing. He's got tour-caliber golf. And, boy, he played so good. Shot 63 on Saturday. And I won't say he cruised to the win, but he beat out Kyle Williams, who's a former defensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills, who's a really good player. He's played twice and been in contention both years, so watch for him in the future. A couple other highlights that really made my week. Everybody makes fun of Charles Barkley and how bad he is, but Charles is getting better. Admittedly, he has struggled in the past, and we all know about that famous hitch coming down, but He has really improved his game. He gets on the range every morning, and he just stripes it. No hitch, and he can pound it a long ways. Well, Sunday, final hole, the 54th hole. 
he was trying to beat Eddie George out to stay out of last place because he told all of us, I'm not finishing last this year. Well, he hits a five wood on number nine. It rolls all the way up to the green to about four feet, and he knocked it in for his only birdie of the week. And boy, you should have seen the smile on Charles' face. I love Charles Barkley. He is easily the most engaging and endearing sports personality I've ever been around. If he were to run for president, I'd vote for him because he's so level-headed. He thinks clearly. And I know people think that Charles is a lot of bluster and a lot of a lot of funny comments and all of that. He said years ago, I'm not your role model. Don't let your kids see me as a role model. But despite all that, he is a role model and he knows it and he embraces that. So it was really great to see Charles birdie his last hole and not finish last. That went to Eddie George. I guess I won't say, I didn't say on the telecast that he was last. I said he was 69th place out of 70. So, hey, I've been in that position in a Champions Tour event and a PGA Tour event myself in the past. So let's just say Charles finished 69th this past week. While all those famous athletes and celebrities were in South Lake Tahoe playing in the American Century Championship, there was a PGA Tour event going on at Muirfield Village called the Workday Charity Open, and it was won in a playoff by young Colin Morikawa, who is a young, upcoming, and budding superstar, in my opinion. He beat another upcoming and budding superstar in a playoff third hole over Justin Thomas, don't you think the PGA Tour is in great hands with a lot of this young talent? What's cool for me to see is that these guys are smiling, they're engaging, they're fun to watch, they understand what it is to give back. There are no fans right now on the PGA Tour, and I don't think there's going to be any fans for the rest of the year because of the coronavirus, but that still doesn't dampen the enthusiasm and the fun that these players have. Yeah, they're out there playing for millions of dollars, but still, they understand what it's all about. There's monies going to the charities that these tournaments support in those communities every week. The players understand that. And they work with the title sponsors to give back to those charities in their communities. And I say good for them. Are they still going to play for a lot of money and add to their moneyless totals? Sure. But there's nothing wrong with that if along the way they can do what they can to help the charities and to give back. Congratulations to Justin Thomas for a great performance. He is a superstar today and will be for many, many years. And a big congratulations to Colin Morikawa, his second PGA Tour win. And I think he's got more wins now than missed cuts. I think he's only missed one cut in his young career. Granted, he's just getting started, but boy, it's exciting to watch him swing the golf club. He's got a ton of talent. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. Fans are fired up and making sure they show it. They're rattling loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here. And we all know it. People ask me all the time now, when I play in an outing or a tournament or just with friends, why do I play a yellow ball? Well, it's pretty simple, really, because I can see it. I can see the ball in flight all the way from the tee down to the landing spot, whether that's the fairway or, yeah, a fairway bunker. At my age now, I lose the white ball in flight. When Strixon first started making the Z-Star yellow ball, 
and they put it in my locker. It was to hand out to my amateur partners in the Pro-Am. And I was thinking, I'm not going to play this ball. I'm going to play the white ball. But when they put it in play, I could see their ball. And I immediately thought, what in the heck? I could see that ball. And believe me, when you lose sight of the ball in flight and you don't know where it lands, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun away. So what I did right then, I switched to the yellow ball. I started playing it in the Pro-Ams. And eventually, I started playing it in the tournament. Whenever you switch to a new ball, you're always worried about how that ball is going to fit in with what you do, how it affects your game. And I play it because it does everything I need it to do. I always think about proper spin, the proper trajectory, and the maneuverability of the shot. With the Strixon Z-Star yellow ball, I can curve it left to right, hit it high or low, and it has that perfect amount of spin that I need for my game. It's been about 10 years now since I put that ball in play, and I've never looked back. It's yellow for me for the rest of my career. You've been here before, you know what to do. Keep your head on straight, don't let them get to you. Put a smile on your face, get rid of that Here's something to think about. We're living with all this uncertainty about what's going to happen with sports because of the coronavirus. Will there be an NFL football season? How about a college football season? Major League Baseball. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but the PGA Tour is playing. The players are giving back. They're doing what they can for the communities that we're playing in. But What happened a couple of weeks ago at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I wasn't happy about. When Bryson DeChambeau hit a bad shot out of a bunker and showed his displeasure, banged the club, got a little upset, which is okay. And I guess a cameraman came in close, followed him out of the bunker, followed him over to when he marked his ball. And Bryson didn't like that. And I guess in his press conference afterwards, I read a transcript to where he said that these camera people should know better than to follow a player after a bad shot because they should be protecting the player's image and that everybody's got sponsors and everybody's got an image to protect, so the camera should get off the player. Well, I did talk to some of the cameramen last week at the American Century Championship in South Lake Tahoe, and I asked them what they thought about that, and they said, hey, We're doing our job. Our job is to show the action. It's the producer or director's job to be able to direct where the next shot is coming from. So while I'm not blaming the producer or director or cameraman because they're all doing their job, I am upset that Bryson would even think about something like that. One of the things that I appreciate about Tiger Woods, because nobody's had a camera in his face more than Tiger Woods, from when he starts putting on the putting green or on the driving range, all the way until he finishes his card. Tiger is on camera, and he always handles himself with a lot of class. Now, does he get upset and bang a club? Sure he does. What that shows me and shows the world is he's passionate. He cares about that, and that is A-OK with me. If Bryson DeChambeau shows passion and bangs a club and gets ticked off, That's okay with me too. But just remember, 
We are so lucky to be the only professional sport or one of the few professional sports in the United States actually competing and playing. So we've got so many eyes on us at this point on television. And I know I'm biased. I loved Arnold Palmer. And I know Bryson loves Arnold Palmer. But I always think about Arnold. And besides Tiger, nobody had a camera in their face and expectations higher than Arnold Palmer. And you know what he did? He always did the right thing. And Bryson's a huge fan of Arnold. I know that. So I think we all have to remember, all of us on the PGA Tour, we should remember that we're so lucky to be able to play golf right now. I'm heading out in a couple of weeks to Flint, Michigan to play the Ally Challenge up at Warwick Hills Country Club. I was the site of my first win, the Buick Open, way back in 1980. And I'm so looking forward to it. There will be no fans on the golf course, but we will play pro-ams. And when I tee it up in the pro-ams and when I'm playing in the tournament, I want everyone to know how lucky I feel we are to be able to do what we do. So I know these kids on the tour are young. And one of the things that I think they miss is when us old guys turn 50, we graduate to the Champions Tour. There's no older guy, there's no grizzled veteran there to kick some ass and take some names and kind of educate these kids as to the way to do it. They don't need a lot of help, but sometimes we all need a kick in the pants to help us remember how lucky we all are to be able to do what we do. I'm a sports nut, and if you're anything like me, the first thing you do every morning is grab your phone and check to see what may have happened overnight in the world of sports. But Mondays are for golf. Once the weekend is over and the golf tournaments around the world are complete, whether they're on the professional tours or in the amateur world, I know I'll find what I need on Global Golf Post. It comes to my email every Monday morning delivering everything I need to know as I dissect what happened over that weekend. It also offers insight and analysis from experienced writers and contributors who are as committed to the game as I am. And it's pretty easy to sign up. Just log on to globalgolfpost.com and you're done. And for even more great content, you can subscribe to Global Golf Post Plus, which takes a deeper dive into the world of golf, exploring the people, places, and things that makes this game we love so intoxicating. And with Global Golf Post Plus, there's no advertising. Use the promo code JAKESTAKES when you sign up to receive 30% off your monthly subscription to Global Golf Post Plus. So remember, globalgolfpost.com. It's everything you're going to need to know about this game of golf. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up. So it's time for a summer break, 
My daughter Amy is turning 40 this week, so she is our editor and producer, and I'm biased, but I think she does an excellent job, so we're going to give her a couple of weeks off, one week to celebrate her birthday, and another week to recover from celebrating her birthday, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So have a great summer, unless something really special happens or something crazy happens in the world of golf, we will be on it. But as it stands right now, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. So have a great summer. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?